and welcome to episode 38 of More, a podcast designed to inspire, encourage and support women to make changes both big and small in their lives. And this week we're talking coping strategies. I'm Serena, a busy mummy of five and a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach based in Surrey in the UK. And I'm Jo Merritt, a single mum of two teens and also a wellness advocate for doTERRA essential oils living not too far from Serena. So, after last week's podcast, this is one that we definitely need to explore further, coping mechanisms. Yay. And, oh my goodness, this is going to be good. We will, I think, pick up on some things we talked about last week. But Yeah. Um, definitely we, we can really get in the, the nitty but there's gritty. more right I mean you and I both do more I think than we mentioned last week oh absolutely um, so my coping mechanisms um, are mainly booze and chocolate yeah <laughs> how about you <laughs> well um, neither right now because <laughs> I, I gave up alcohol at the end of September have you didn't hit I? Um, 100 so, yet um, I've gone, I think I'm like about 110 days in. Like, I can't even think now. <laughs> and in January, uh-huh. I, I do veganuary. Yeah. So I can't have chocolate either. <laughs> you could have vegan chocolate. I could, <laughs> but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not. I do quite like it though. I'm a bit into my vegan cheese at the moment as well. Anyway, anyway, I am joking. I am obviously kidding. Anybody who knows me or has listened to the podcast before knows that. Um, don't get me wrong I do love booze and chocolate but one of my major coping strategies is exercise Mm -hmm. and another one is talking 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 and it's actually something I've been guilty of last week as you can tell I was feeling a little bit low um, lost, bit lost not really finding my way and um, something that I was very aware that I was doing was cutting myself off from people yeah Um, and for me that's a big indicator that. Is that your kids? <laughs> yeah, could you hear them? Yeah. It's, they sound happy. It's all good. They're that's squealing. A, that's a big indicator for me that I am getting close to a dangerous area. Because if I start pulling back and not talking to people and not wanting to see people. And my mum, I always get a message from my mum if I'm in this place that goes, um, I haven't heard from you and you haven't been on Facebook. What's going on? What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's an indicator. Because for me, the best way that I can keep my mind healthy if I've got worries, is, is talking to people. Yeah. Um, which, we, we say it, there's a, I think there's a support network, isn't there, called talking, talking something, talking talking strategies, talking, I forgot what it is, but it's like a counselling thing for people. Oh, wow, now, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually got that name. I, I can't remember what the second word of it is, so I apologise, but it's called talking something. And it, I think, you know, we've talked about it for a long time. The more you share a problem, the more you talk it out with somebody. I did it last week with a friend. I actually came away at the end of the conversation feeling a lot better, a lot more positive. Yeah, and I think that's that's a really good thing. And when you've got that, when you've got that, like, support network around you, it's it's mm. it's really useful to have, like, you know, those people around to talk to. But not yeah. everybody has the support network that like you and I may have um and so like like we were talking last week because we'd gone into lockdown we were talking about our our goals and our dreams and like you were saying how um at the moment you can't you know you were you you kind of were stuck because you yeah you couldn't move forward from where you were um your mind was too like consumed with everything yeah um and for the people that don't you know don't have that support network 
what I've noticed is there's a lot of online communities that are providing Mm. that support at the moment. So even if you don't have a support bubble of your own, say family wise, you haven't got that, that, that knit family that you, that you can go talk to friends, right? Yeah. Or friends you've got, you've got the support of, um, like communities maybe that you're in and what i think a lot of them sprung up didn't they during the first lockdown yeah they did and what i find with that with that is i find especially within my community as well is that i find that the women that are in there that are having a tough time find it so much more easy to come and speak to a complete stranger within the community than they do speaking to a loved one um, and and I'm I suppose that's because they are worried that they're putting their pressure then onto somebody else who's going to worry about exactly them. that. I was about to say a friend of mine at some point during last year who has gone through an ordeal before had a resurgence of a situation, and I'm going to keep it very vague, um, where I didn't know about this until afterwards. Nobody did, and she was worried, and she had sought advice and support from a professional capacity, but she didn't tell anybody. And when I asked her when she finally said, oh, everything's okay, I've been going through this, but nobody had known. We were like, what the hell? Why, why have you not told anyone? And she, her reason was exactly that. I don't want, I didn't want to make any of you worry. Yeah. And I think that's the problem when you're too close to people, that you don't want to, you don't want to make them more stressed. You don't want to make them worry. So you keep that to yourself, and yet that's not helpful for you. Yeah, and I think as well, within that, you can even get a little bit deeper in the fact that you know that they're worrying, which then worries you even more, right? Right. Whereas you can let go of that when you are talking, like you say, to pretty much complete strangers who are there for you, nevertheless. Yeah, absolutely. And like some of these groups, some of these communities that popped up are absolutely amazing. And I put myself in a few, you know, I mean, I'm a coach, I coach people, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that I don't have my own you know, problems and stuff and I, I don't need to talk to people. And in that sense, I can't really talk to my community. I can be open with my community. Um, you know, I, I do talk to them about things that I'm going through. Yeah. But when I'm there coaching them and, and you know, it's my responsibility to keep an you eye on them. You can't be sobbing on their shoulders. No, I don't feel like <laughs> I can. So like I, I went to different communities and yeah. um we had Steena on here. I can't remember yes. when now, but like oh like, one of our first interviewees, yeah. yeah. And her community, um, called, which is called Just a Mum, um, is so good at you know she's there. Like as soon as lockdown happened um, at the yeah. end of last year, as soon as we went straight back into lockdown, she was there. Um, right what can we do what can we give to the community how can we support you and so many women within that community were coming up with I can do this I can help with that you know I can offer I can offer free resources children I can I can come on and do some singing with children I can come on and do this with the adults I can come on and do that with the adults and that is what that is what coping is, right? That's what community is Definitely. when, like, coming together and saying, Do you know and what, actually, I'm struggling, but I can I help someone to- else. Yeah, no, definitely. I totally agree with where you came from earlier when you said about being a stranger. But actually, the bonds that you can forge can end up being real solid friendships, right? Yeah, because, absolutely. You know, I'm finding that the women that are reaching out to have been reaching out to me over the last week who can see that I'm struggling have been 
women that I originally met through those communities, like you said online, those networking groups, those those business communities, people who I didn't know to start with, complete strangers, yeah. have become friends as a result of that because they just want to help. They're saying to me, please talk to me when you feel able to talk to me. Come for a dog walk with me. You know, I've got nothing else I'm doing. Come out. Talk to me. Let's have a coffee on Zoom. You know, exactly the same way it was through the first lockdown. But I think people are realizing now that three lockdowns on, you know, financially, people are really, really becoming hard hit a lot of the time. Mentally, we're in winter this time round. We're not in summer. You know, we don't have the bonus of the excitement or the possibility of Christmas around the corner like we did on the second one. You know, it's very, very different, yeah. very different this time. I mean, it's a bad time of year for me and for a lot of people anyway. January and February is a time where I struggle. And that's partly the reason that I really embraced belonging to, you know, some, like I said last week about the spiritual glow up, this, this community that my friend of mine has been running. And, you know, already we can see these bonds strengthening and, and I'm using those things as coping strategies, definitely. Yeah. And with the, when I did the Christmas, um, the, the challenge in my group, mm. There was women in that challenge that haven't necessarily connected. I mean, they've been in my group, in my community for a while, but they hadn't necessarily right. connected and they took part in the challenge. Um, yeah. And they're seeing it was huge lovely. benefits because they've connected with other people. People are recognising their names. And when, you know, when when your name comes up a few times, people start to remember you and then yeah. they want to help you because they feel that they're connected to you. I could see that happening. People were sharing their stories or you were asking them, you know, what were your gratitudes of the day or giving, getting them to, um, I think you got them to strip away people on their social media that didn't make them feel good. And people were really encouraging each other. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, Mm. like, that's another coping strategy, going to to what you just said about your social media. Mm. If your social media Mm. is full of people who are bringing you down, who are making you feel I'm going to swear. I was going to say shitty. I'm going to say it. I've said it. <laughs> and, uh, if, if it's fake and you feel that way, then, yeah, you know, you're going to be living in that bubble. It's going to consume you. That's how you're going to end up feeling. So that's yeah. like stripping away the negativity, the people that are bringing you down and ensuring that your environment is full of, you know, whatever lights you up, that positivity that's going to make you feel good. And it doesn't mean it's going to be the same as the next person's because the next person, yeah. the thing that, that works for them might not be the same thing that works for you. And this is the thing. We talk about um, introducing things, we, we uh, coping strategies or, or introducing positivity. We very rarely talk about removing things. No. In our lives. Exactly. And yet, ha- first of all, it makes more space for the things that we want to do, the positivity. But at the same time, you're taking away that negative influence a lot of the time. Yeah. And I think people have to be more aware of that. You know, I say to people all the time who speak to me about, you know, somebody came to me last week and asked me about exercise, you know, and how can I introduce something into my life? And and I said, well, first of all, what do you do? Or, oh, she said, this person said, oh, I go for a run. I hate it. Well, stop doing it. Yeah, exactly. Don't do it. If you really hate it, don't do it. You know, I go for a run and I grumble. And at the time I think, why am I doing this? But I get a lot from it. I love it. I get a buzz. I get, so I enjoy it on balance. If you really are getting no positivity, strip it out. Dance around your living room for 20 minutes. Yeah, and I did that through, you know? went through that challenge. I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to show people what, what lights me up. And I did do a few, like I just whacked my camera on 
picked a song <laughs> and danced. It. I remember yeah. there was one point. And so many people joined in, didn't yeah, they? And their it was kids. really cool. And their kids, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, that just makes you feel good, right? Because you're doing yeah. something that's that's lighting you up. And it doesn't matter what you look like or what other people might think of you because their life's you know are, are their lives and, and your life is your life and it's not important right. what they think um they and that's another thing that people always worry what will people think about me if I do this and do that and right. for me and I was like that like for so many years I was like that and one of the things I had to keep telling myself was you yeah. know they're too consumed in their own life to be thinking about what I'm doing and so I know I always say it to people when they join a gym for the first time or I did it I thought, oh, everyone's looking at me. Once you've been there a while, you realise that all you're worried about is breathing. Yeah, you're not, not worried, dying yourself. Nobody <laughs> is actually looking at you or what you're doing no. or worried about what you're doing or wanting to look at what you're doing um, exactly. at all. So, so that's true. another coping strategy, isn't it? To know that actually... And I think that I found that, like, just talking to the camera has helped me yeah. because... I, I, you know, my husband, being, he, he's going through, you know, stuff of his own with, with his treatments yeah. and stuff. And so I don't like to burden him too much with how I'm how I'm feeling and just being able to put it right. up. Like, I suppose it's like a journaling strategy for me in some kind of ways, because I don't do nothing with the, the video. It's just done and it's out of the way and I've got my words yeah. out. Um. Yeah, you're making me think, actually, I've not done lives for a long time and I did really enjoy them and I got a lot from them. So I think that's going to be another way that I'm going to start really sharing. You know, I talked last week about the fact that I had kind of just lost my connection with people to do with talking and sharing about the oils. And I think, um, you know, my my pledge to myself after last week's um, after last week's discussion podcast was to just to make some small changes and take some action you know so that I could see some positive changes and so for me in my head I remembered last lockdown I decided I was going to work more on the business more on doTERRA and I made some videos and I then have to support that because when people are interested in what I talk about on the small videos on social media I want them to be able to get more information if they want it so last time I worked on producing some small PDFs that people could send me their email address and I can send it. And it, it was beautiful and it worked really well and I helped some people. But I still have a whole load that I did nothing with. And I'm thinking, again, not having a job which seems a negative is freeing up the time for me to work on these extra PDFs, you know, these extra, these extra helping mechanisms for other people. And I always know that I feel better if I'm helping other people. Yeah. And, and you, 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 you give out, you get back, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that you can get very caught, especially I, I do this with money quite a lot. You know, the, that point of lack, you start to hoard, you start to keep things to yourself and not give out. And and I have to remember that if I really, really want law of attraction to work, that I have to be free with money. It's energy. I have to let it go. You know, I have to get and I have to give willingly and wanting to and be happy about it. And so it's the same mentality with your energy, isn't it? Giving yeah. out and giving back. If yeah. you want somebody to give back to you. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, what about coping with the kids at home, right? Everybody's going through this at the moment. We're a couple of weeks in now. Well, what about that? How, how do you, how, do you have coping strategies there? Um, you're used to it? I'm you're, used, you're the expert? Yeah, I'm used to it because we homeschool. Um, right. So they're always home. What I'm finding, I suppose, hard this time is, like you said mm-hmm. earlier, 
um last time when we went into this like full type lockdown it was like spring yeah. into summer so they could go out in the garden and enjoy yeah. a little bit of play and they weren't worried about being cold or you know any of that wet. kind of stuff whereas now <laughs> yeah. yeah or wet or, or or maybe even a bit icy I don't know but now they don't want to go outside and and mm. play in the garden but if you were to take them to like the park they would they would like be playing the park but there's been talk that they're going to close um so like where do you take them then um and they don't mind going out for little walks but if it's not got anything i mean my my like a purpose yeah they're four four and seven my boys unless there's something that that's like if we just walk in that's boring like if they're looking at plants that's boring (laughs) you know scenery is boring to them I know what you mean. Um, so if it hasn't got something that's childlike friendly there, then they're not yeah. interested in it. Um, and I want them to be able to get out and have the fresh air and to enjoy stuff. But, but they have been, they've been really enjoying just playing with what they got for Christmas. Um, so, you know, they got a few um, Fortnite figures and a few um, yeah. Marvel figures so they've been like in their own little world of role play, really. And I think this, I listened to a head teacher talk the other day on radio and she was giving some coping mechanisms, strategies, tips to help support parents. And I think she was, that's exactly where she was coming from that, uh, you know, don't set the bar too high. If you can get some like, English and maths done and everyone's had enough, you know, let them have some downtime. Yeah. It is the middle of winter. They have just had Christmas. They've got lots of new things that they want to enjoy. And then at the same time, you know, what you just said about going for a walk, if you can incorporate... Her main key was incorporate fun into everything. Yeah, and this is the thing. They learn through fun. They don't learn through sitting down at a desk. Well, they do. They do. But when they're really focused, when they're really engaged, is when they're having the fun. So if 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 you can do that through play, if you can get down on the floor, even if they're older children, and not necessarily yeah. high school age, more like, like in middle school, like that kind of age, if you can get down yeah. to their level and do whatever it is that they're doing, so whether it's artwork or, you know, if they really love art, if you can get down and you can, you know, draw with them and, 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 and do that sure. kind of stuff, because you're having that, um, you're present with them, you're having that one-to-one kind of time with them, they're going to be so much more focused and so much more encouraged in themselves to to complete the task because definitely i think the difficulty comes serena where you've got the mums and dads who are trying to maintain and hold down their own job from home and i think that is where people are finding they're not so because as we all know as parents you do feel when you're doing the two jobs at the same time mum job and work job you're doing both badly yeah I think think you do but if you can if like for me like I my my older ones I get them to help me out with little tasks it's it's, they're still learning that way and with the younger ones um like with with Toby he loves it if I'm doing like a live or something like that I just let him come I don't let it stress me too much I let him learn from what I'm doing and pick up little habits with me um, and it, sure. it might not be proper schoolwork that he's learning at that moment, but it's a life skill. He's learning to communicate. He's learning to be Right, present. right. And I shared something the other day. Um, it was something from somebody else. And actually, somebody ripped the piss out of me, basically. Excuse my French. Because it had on their balance a checkbook. They were like, what is it, 1985? But the sentiment was there, which was, you know, how often do we get this opportunity to show our children how to develop these life yeah. skills? 
you know like you said for them to watch you at work um to learn how to bake a cake sew on a button whatever now some of these things are going to be boring but some of these kids are absolutely riveted with being small adults wanting to copy mum wanting to do the same things mum and dad yeah. are doing you know and there are lots of things that we can impart to them that we can make it fun we may find it a bit boring in a chore but you know when you're seven and your mum's letting you <laughs> i don't know you know my son, do the ironing, my son loves that. sweeping my floor if I if I'm right. if I'm cleaning the kitchen, he gets the broom. I'm like my 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 seven year old, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just helping you. And like it's you know they're not helping because the stuff gets spread around the floor even more. But you've got to let them <laughs> right. just be on it, right? And just go. Thank you so much exactly. for your help because they just feel so special then. Um, and if you can if you can incorporate like you know well, while I'm doing this part of my work, you do whatever it is that that, that lights them up. So whoever that be the play part you know yeah because yeah, then yeah. you can focus on your work knowing they're happy playing and then when you finish your exactly. task then you can go in with the bit of learning that needs to be done with you um and i think the whole point in this whole conversation is none of this is going to work no perfectly. not at all none of not it at is. all and and you'll learn as you go on but all of the time that you're yeah. stressing that you're not doing the school work with the, the child because you're trying to sit and do your work your work's not getting you're not being yeah. productive because you're worrying about the child right. the child isn't doesn't care the child's quite happy doing what the child's doing if, if they're if they're able to get away <laughs> with it if they think well mum's not looking so while she's not looking I'm not going to do my math so I'm gonna I'm gonna play on my phone Indeed. or I'm gonna do this they're doing that anyway I know. right I know <laughs> I mean I'm speculating mine are mine are old enough they're just getting on with their own stuff yeah you know? and that's the thing when you've got a 17 and a half and a 15 year old half and you know can't even say it 15 and a half year old they're just cracking on I mean for me I think that's where I've struggled a bit because I, I'm not people are saying oh I'm getting to spend time with my children my children just don't want to spend yeah, time teenager. you know but you know and we occasionally are engaging and when we do I try to make it quality and it is really nice and I really enjoy it but it's so far and few between I'm not feeling like I'm getting that silver lining like oh you know the kids can't be at school and they're losing out on learning and and you know when I was working and that kind of thing but now I'm just feeling like that nobody wants to spend any time with me anyway and I haven't even got a job to go yeah. to <laughs> I don't think that's why making small projects for myself you know like engaging uh, cre- stepping up engagement with my doTERRA oil community doing the podcast with you um, meeting someone for a walk going for a coffee these are things that I have to factor in my diary because otherwise I have lost all yeah. structure. Yeah. And I think I found that last time when we was in lockdown, mm. I, I it, because it was spring, because the weather was really quite, it was quite nice, wasn't it, last year, the weather. Yeah. And so yeah. it was just like, a, it was like an excuse to do not much at all, do, uh, uh, drink wine at barbecues and sit in the garden. <laughs> I think it was easier, wasn't it? It was much easier to find the silver lining. It was really easy to go, oh, you know, it's very stressful, but hey, I'm reading a book and I'm laying on a sunbed and I've got a glass of Prosecco in my hand. You know, yeah, it was easier to find the positivity. Yeah. I think I think the reason we're talking so much this time about how we can cope and what mechanisms are in place is because in the middle of January, it is harder to yes. find those it positivities. Is. And I think as long as you can surround yourself by people who you feel you can talk to when you, you know, without fear of judgment, because if you've got that fear of judgment, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not helpful. So without fear of judgment, have a community 
a support circle that you can go to wherever yeah you wherever yeah you know and then and then know that actually your children are going to be fine if you if you don't do the homework with them one day or for a few hours sure. if you take time out for yourself um because we're not we're not superhuman we like to say we are but we're not no. um we can only do as much as we can do in one day and if we burn out if we stress and we burn out then we're no good to anybody this is true and we talked yeah. about that last week so Absolutely. we need to be we need to know that whatever we need to do to cope is okay lovely note to end it on until next time ladies talk to your friends find your communities bye